welcome to the Dietitian Dad Podcast. I am Michael Murphy, father of three, registered dietitian, and your dad when it comes to weight loss, nutrition, and health. No quick fixes or easy answers here, just evidence-based advice to help you permanently change your life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode number 33, Dietitian Dad Podcast. Going into the summer, it's June. It's really, really hot here in my hometown of Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, not my hometown, but I've been here for 20 years, so I almost feel like it is. I'm from Ohio. But anyways, it's hot. And the summertime brings its own set of problems if you live in my area. But if you live in a nice, cool weather climate area and you can get out this summer and do a lot, please take advantage of that. Today's episode was going to primarily focus on, very excited about this, my 10 specific things for you to focus on if you're um, on a journey to better your health, obviously weight loss, weight loss surgery, any of those things, I have top specific, and this is where it's different from another podcast, I'm not going to say eat more protein, I'm not going to say eat more fiber, drink more water, uh, get more exercise. I'm going to give you 10 specific things that are kind of a little bit outside the box that you, I think, will like and I think you can take. So take some notes, um, write some, jot some things down while you're listening to this, if you're listening to it at a, in a place where you can. If you're driving, if you are just at the gym, whatever, um, come back and listen again and, and take some notes because it's going to, they're going to be at least, there's going to be at least one piece of information, I hope, that you can take with you from this podcast. Okay, we're going to jump in those 10 things in a second, but first I uh, want to make a comment about last, two weeks ago, or the last podcast on Wigovi, which is a weight loss medication. Hopefully you had a chance to listen to that. I just want to make one more comment. There was a news story that came out as to why these medications aren't being prescribed more or used more, despite the fact that there are a lot of positive results from them with minimal side effects. And they're talking about the fact that they are actually hard to get they're expensive, and um, they're only available in limited supply. So if you if you did start to look for those medications and you're having some trouble finding them, there still is probably going to be a little while before they are readily available and um, not too expensive. So I just want to make a comment about that. And the last thing I wanted to do before I jump into the main topic is just look around. If you ever have if you have Apple and you ever go to their um, their news section, then there's tons of headlines. There's tons of different things. And when I look up weight loss, I'm always looking for stories or things to talk about. And I just found it kind of interesting what's out there right now. I thought I would run over a few headlines with you and make a comment or two on them. Um, one of the things that I saw was the number one drink, Chris Pratt, who's the actor in Guardians of the Galaxy, the number one drink that Chris Pratt cut out to look amazing in his 40s. Now, without opening up the article, my first guess would be alcohol. Open it up. Drinking beer is what he cut out. So pretty obvious, but it's just funny how that headlight grabs you and how it talks about how he looks amazing, which that word amazing, what does that mean? Like he looks amazing because why? He has abs, he has minimal body fat on him. I always find these, these articles are so condescending to the, to the reader. Another one right in front of me is the number one best apple cider vinegar habit for weight loss. And then after that it says comma, says a dietitian. So that always makes me kind of question who's the dietitian? Who's commenting on apple cider vinegar for weight loss? I haven't opened up the article, but again, another article that makes you think that apple cider vinegar is going to help you lose weight. 
Here's another one. I can probably do this all the whole podcast. Nine fruits that you need to add to your smoothie for weight loss. Again, I'm not really clicking on the link to open it up to read more about it, but I can only say that you should drink, you should drink smoothies. Just watch how many calories you consume, and any fruits are fine. Oh, here's a good one from Fox News. Overeating isn't fueling obesity. It's too many carbohydrates in our diet. Okay, so overeating isn't the problem. It's the carbohydrates which we overeat. That's a good headline. Another one, first meal of the day should be mid-morning, quote-unquote expert says. Who's the expert? Well, I haven't clicked on it, so I don't know. Um, Woke researchers call for term, quote, morbidly obese to be banned. Okay, I can understand that. That term is pretty uh, morbid. You know, so when you hear that, I could see a, a different type of term being used there. Oh, how funny. I just scrolled down and I have another article that says, fact check, no convincing proof that apple cider vinegar helps with weight loss, which is just funny because I just commented on the other article. Here's one on weight loss surgery reduces cancer risk per the study that they found. So that was kind of possibly a promising headline to read about weight loss surgery. On and on it goes. Um, I'll... I'll do this from time to time on my podcast. I can actually actually critique these articles if you would like to um, more, but I just don't know how entertaining that is to listen to. My point is, though, is when you read these articles, they're, they're there to get you to read, to sell advertising, and most of them are going to be sensational. I know you probably know this. I'm not trying to, t- to make it seem like you, you're not aware, but when it comes to nutrition advice or nutrition information or exercise information, most of it's pretty useless when you read it in this type of um, space. So, of course, listening to me talk or listening to someone you trust talk about these things is definitely something I would recommend and kind of ignoring these types of articles for the most part. Okay, can you do a pull-up and can you do a push-up? If you, if you answered yes to that question, great for you. If you answered no, and you might not even know that you can do a push-up because a push-up doesn't have to be military style. It can be on, against a wall even. A pull-up can be assisted pull-ups. So why am I asking this question to start this topic? Because I have 10 pieces of advice that I want you to follow if you're struggling or if you just need a little bit of a, a, a pick-me-up when it comes to either weight loss or bettering your health, anything that you need here and why you listen to me. I have 10 specific things. And the first one I'm going to tell you about is I want you to focus on pull-ups and push-ups in, in terms of when it comes to exercise advice. Why is that? Because those are body weight exercises that you can work hard to achieve if you keep practicing and keep working at it. They will help you. Your mental game will be better off if you are able to, to go from not being able to do one push-up to doing 10 to not being able to do one pull-up to doing five. They're so good for us mentally to be able to feel strong enough to do something like this. So when it comes to a, my number, my first piece of advice to you out of the 10, that would be to focus on pull-ups and push-ups. And there are many um, free YouTube videos, podcasts, or apps that can take you from 0 to 10 over a certain amount of time. Highly recommended. Number two, let's stay on the exercise theme. My best, another piece of advice for you is to walk every day, but not just walk every day and not just get your 10,000 steps every day, but anytime you catch yourself in a seated position unnecessarily, I want you to move. I want you to get up and move and, and find yourself moving more throughout the day. So yes, go for long walks. Park farther away when you, whenever you go out to the store, as long as it's safe for you. 
Climb stairs whenever they're available to you and you can access them. Find ways and even ask people if, they, if they're about to tell, get, say get in the car and you, the place is only a five minute walk away, suggest you walk there instead. So I only have 10 here and I can do 100. So yes, there's a million more pieces of advice I can give you on exercise, but if there's something to focus on, it's the daily movements whenever you can take advantage of them and getting up, uh, working on yourself when it comes to pull-ups and push-ups. Okay, let's go into number three. Number three is an easy one. It's to read more books on self-help. It's to read more books that you trust the authors on. And I'm going to give you two to start. One is called Food Triggers by Rona Epstein, psych, psychologist. The other one's called, if you have weight loss surgery, it's called Weight Loss Surgery Does Not Treat Food Addiction by Connie Stapleton. Start with those two. Go down the rabbit hole when it comes to Amazon. They'll give you recommendations for other books. Look up book clubs, self-help, nutrition, any of these things. But you should always have a book you're reading or a book you're listening to on tape, or the last resort would be a good podcast besides mine to listen to. All right, let's talk about some things you should be doing when it comes to your nutrition or your eating. I can tell you to eat more protein, sure, but here's my more specific advice. Eat more berries. I've talked about this before, but I'm going to remind you. Any berries are fine, whether they're frozen or fresh. They have protein. <laughs> Sorry. They have fiber. They have um, sugar in them. They're satisfying and sweet. And they really do help keep the edge off for those who quote-unquote crave sweets. But they also help fill you up and prevent you from overeating. So seek out your berries. Consume berries. Get your fiber in them and other places. But yes, my advice for you is to get more fiber. But I've talked about that on previous podcasts. Get those berries in if you can every day. Also, number four. Eat your favorite foods in moderation. Do not give up foods that you enjoy eating. Trust me, it's never going to end well. Food you like to eat hits the pleasure uh, parts of the brain and helps you to feel good about your diet and and feel comfortable and not anxious and not feeling like you can't do it. So whatever foods you enjoy eating, whether whether they be pizza or wings or burgers or fries or over to the sweet side of life where we got desserts, um, yes, you have to watch how much of it you eat, but don't completely completely take it out of your diet. It's never going to work for you. You probably know this already if you tried it. It's not going to work. So number four, eat your favorite foods. I apologize. That was number five. So number six is don't worry about counting calories. Worry about caloric density. Focus on foods that don't have a ton of calories per bite. Dense foods are what get most of us. It's the sauces and the oils and the butter, and it's the ice creams and the high-calorie sweets and desserts that we eat that have a lot of calories in just a few bites. Find foods that you can eat big plates worth that don't provide you with a lot of calories. If you need examples, reach out to me. But the obvious examples would be fruits, vegetables, and lean protein sources. Okay, and the last four have to do with the world of your mental game and your mental health and all the things that go along with your motivation. And let's start with one of them that's really important to me and, and near and dear to my heart, and that is taking, taking a look at what is negative in your life, and that's your own perception, right? It's what you think is negative, what's causing you anxiety, what's causing you to feel like you can't do what you want to do. And if that's in the form of a person that's close to you, you want to start looking at decreasing your relationships with those types of people, whether they be um, 
somebody you're kind of friends or, or coworkers with or somebody that is online that you, you have a friendship with, try your best to decrease your interaction with those types of people because you know in your heart of hearts they're bringing you down and you can't afford to have them in your life right now or perhaps ever. Now, if there's somebody who lives with you or close to you, I would suggest that you sit down with them and have an open discussion and a talk about how they're making you feel and how they're, they're um, subconsciously or consciously getting in the way of what you need to make sure that you are a healthier person or you're able to lose weight without them getting in your way. All right, number eight, have goals. Have short-term, medium, and long-term goals. And usually these types of goals can be um, can coincide with each with each other. For instance, if back to the push-up goal, let's say you had a push-up goal in a year to do 100 push-ups in a row. So your long-term goal would be to do the 100 push-ups. Your short-term goal today or tomorrow would be to do a wall push-up, maybe doing five or 10 of those. And your medium-term goal would, would, be, would be to eventually be able to do 10 military-style push-ups by um, the uh, end of two months. So you should always have a goal. And you can have more than one. Of course, you can have the push-up goal. You can have a, a nutrition-related goal. You can have a goal to read 100 self-help books in a year, one self-help book a month, whatever um, works for you, but write them down and at least have a few always in play. Okay, number nine is important as well. It's forgiving yourself. It's making sure that you don't let a mistake ruin your whole day, your whole weekend, your whole week, or even a month. You want to make sure that you're focused on the mistakes you're making, that they don't linger. There's nothing wrong with setting out for the day with a certain plan and messing up right away. A lot of people will just say, screw it, the day's over, I might as well do what I want. But I want you to focus on looking at the hour that you screwed up, in your opinion, and starting fresh the next hour. So if you, st if you did something at 8 o'clock, you plan to eat a quote-unquote healthier breakfast, and you just stopped at McDonald's at 7.30 or 8.30, whatever time, the next hour, you want to make sure that you just completely start fresh and new again right then. That way, you're not wasting the whole day or getting down about it. You're moving on. Same with the weekend. If you mess up on a Friday night thinking, oh, well, screw it, I'll just wait till Monday. Not anymore. You're going to look at what hour you messed up in, and you're going to start brand new the next hour. And because you're a human being, you know what you might do? You might mess up two hours later, but that's okay too. Repeat. The more you do that, the, the, the less time overall that you're wasting on not being focused on yourself. And number 10 is something called a mind map. You might have heard of it. You might not have. I want to give credit to one of my clients out there who presented me with his mind map that he uses, and I was so impressed with it. That's why I'm recommending it to you. And it's a way of mapping out all of the confusion in your head that is causing you to feel like you can't kind of get a control over one thing at a time because you have all these thoughts. So you map it out. So I want you to Google mind map and check that out. There's a lot of examples that you can utilize to, to kind of start your own map out. But for example, you would have four thoughts, nutrition, exercise, self-enrichment, um, and maybe uh, some type of mental uh, category. And out of those four categories, you're going to have three, four, five more categories that could branch out from there. 
and you're going to have this, this cool-looking mind map where you'll have all these different thoughts laid out in front of you that you, can pr that you can look at and focus on when you're having those days where you just can't get focused. And that way you can see how you're progressing with each of those. And because you made your own mind map, you created it, so you follow the paths that you gave yourself. So again, Google mind map and get started on making one. You're going to find yourself just thriving from this. It really works well. Okay, so to summarize, we have the push-up, pull-up. We have eat more berries, walk, move more, mind map, read books, rid yourself of negative people or negativity in your life, have always a certain goal, a short-term goal, a medium, and a long-term goal. Always eat your favorite foods in moderation. Don't give up on them completely. Don't count calories, but be aware of nutrient density. And forgive yourself quickly so you, it, you can move on. That's 10 things that I want you to focus on. You can kind of incorporate some of these actually into your mind map when you make it. Okay, hopefully that was good and, and eye-opening for you. Again, if you got even one thing out of this podcast, I'm, that's all I can ask for. Everybody comes into their listening with different history. There's some of these stuff you may already be doing. That's fine. But I hope you took some notes. If you have any feedback, please, please let me know what you thought of this podcast. Throw me a review. Private message me. Ask me any questions. I'll see you back here in two weeks. Until then, take care.